Hello, everyone. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Tatami Room Christmas and New Year's in Japan. This is your host, Martin. First off, I want to wish everyone a Happy New Year, Happy 2024. Uh, that's crazy. We're already in 2024. Uh, 2023 went by really fast for me. Had a lot of things to do. But yeah, I hope everyone had a good vacation. Uh, had some. You had some time to relax. Had a good Christmas. Um, yeah, even if you're celebrating Orthodox Christmas, that's coming up right around the corner. So yeah, happy holiday season to everyone. <clears throat> so as I said, this is the first episode of season two. And so I want to talk a little bit about that and just kind of things that I have envisioned for the second season of the Tommy Room. So there's not going to be any major changes, but the one big change that I, I guess I want to talk about is that I'm going to be cutting back to one episode every two weeks. I think one episode every week, um, it was it was just a lot. And uh, I want to make sure that I'm putting out episodes that are really quality. Uh, for example, they all have current events sections, which um, if you've been listening, you know that you know they were kind of uh, haphazardly strewn about. And uh, there were definitely a couple, many episodes, in fact, where I just didn't have the time or energy to prepare a current event section. So I want to have, I want to be able to fix that. I want to make sure that I'm putting together a really good piece of content for you all, something that's really worth listening to. Um, so yeah, that's one, that's kind of the biggest change. The other thing, and I think this, my podcast, The Tommy Room, has been shifting in this direction for a bit now, but I want to move the focus uh, away from me. So the first couple episodes, it was almost like a little journal. So I came to Japan. What's that like? What am I doing? You know, there's I, I had to go through the typhoon. <clears throat> but over the last, um, I think since episode 11, I've been more focused on doing kind of uh, uh, pieces about culture or places and whatnot. And I want to continue doing that. So even though there's going to be a little update, I think... Uh, about me because I, I think hopefully you'll care about you know what's happening in, uh, in my personal life as well but I want to make it more so that it's focused on like okay you know food in Nishinomote or different kind of cultural components or Kagoshima um, that kind of that kind of stuff as opposed to it just being about me um, so I'm going to keep up that trend excuse me so this episode, um, as the title suggests, I want to touch on Japanese New Year's and Christmas traditions as well as highlight a little bit of my own Christmas and New Year's experience. I also want to apologize for going MIA the last few weeks, but uh, I think last episode was uh, it's about something like the 18th or something. But yeah, I, um, I went, I traveled up to Tokyo and uh, then I got ended up getting sick. You can still kind of hear it in my voice, so I apologize if uh, I'm going to try not to cough into the microphone. But if that happens, uh, apologies in advance, and you can kind of tell my my voice is still a little scrappy. But yeah, so I hadn't didn't wasn't able to do the podcast, but I'm gonna be back with a vengeance now and uh, put out this uh, this episode. So yeah, so the stoic quote uh, for the week is by Diogenes, a uh, controversial figure with a perhaps controversial quote.
Poverty is a virtue which one can teach oneself. So I hesitated putting this quote in a little bit because I don't want to be seen as making light of the situation of people in poverty. Um, I'm not trying to do that. I don't think uh, either is the quote. Um, for me, this quote really suggests that you know simple life has value and money isn't that end-all be-all. And the reason I was kind of thinking about this quote was, uh, well, here, I'll just share this anecdote with you all. So as I suggested, I went up to Tokyo um, over Christmas, had a little bit of a vacation. And during that time, I met up with two of my acquaintances. I'm just going to call them acquaintances. Thought they were my friends, but apparently that's not the case in any way. Uh, anyway, we met up for dinner, and um, I ended up picking up most of the bill for dinner. I don't know, that just kind of uh, a habit ingrained in me by by my mother, and I don't know, I just feel like that's what, you know, manners do. Um, anyway, so I, I picked up most of, uh, most of the tab, and we went to Boba after we get Boba drinks, and uh, someone, uh, one of my, um, the person I was having dinner with, they were ordering, and so they ended up paying for it, and I'm trying to uh, pay them back, and usually in Japan, and I mean, I would do this even if I'm not in Japan, but you kind of have this little thing like, you know, if someone pays for you, you go, hey, like, no, I got you. And they're like, no, 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 don't mind. I don't mind. It's okay. And you do this little awkward dance back and forth for a little bit. And then you kind of relent and you're like, oh, okay, thank you so much. That kind of, that kind of vibe that happens very frequently in Japan. So I, I did that. We did the, I, I went up, I did the little dance. And uh, first this person said, oh, no, it's okay. And I, I went one more time just for courtesy's sake. And then they responded with, well, I make more money than you, so, um, and, uh, uh, you can, <laughs> I'm still kind of flustered repeating this comment because it's just so, it's so appalling, it's something that you, you never think that you would hear from uh, someone's mouth, especially someone, not from someone you, who you thought was your friend, someone who I had even had, uh, romantic feelings for at some point, and they just hit me with that, um, that, yeah, wow, um, I'm yeah. Even just thinking back, I I'm I'm flustered, uh, a little bit angry as well. But you know, it, it it is what it is. But anyway, that's why I was uh, I was thinking about well, hey, even if you make more money, you know, is uh, there's virtue in living a, a more simple life, perhaps. Now, uh, before I get to talking about Christmas and New Year's, I have a little personal update um, that I wanted to talk about. Uh, you already know that I went on vacation to Tokyo. Uh, I was uh, actually mostly, I, I went to Tokyo, uh, but I was also in Yokohama and Kawasaki as well. I'm going to speak more about these travels in the next episode coming up, just about my uh, tourist experience, recommendations, and whatnot. Um, and finally, this is perhaps the most exciting announcement um, or update of all, uh, and maybe I, I should have waited with uh, episode 18, uh, post-jet plans, but uh, I was recently, um, in December, accepted, uh, to, accepted into the University of Chicago's uh, law school program, uh, which I'm very happy about. I applied early decision and I accepted the the offer. So what this means is I'm going to be leaving the JET program 
Uh, I recently turned in that paper as well in uh, early August, and I will be back in the States and Seattle for a bit before I ship out to Chicago. Um, yeah, very thankful for this opportunity. Um, I mean, it's been a dream of mine since I was young, and uh, sometimes it still doesn't feel quite real, you know, that, that I'm going to be going to such such a good law school. So um, thank you to everyone who uh, who supported me, and uh, even if you didn't support me, um, yeah, just thank you to everyone. It's yeah, I'm very very thankful to to be able to have yeah such a great opportunity and like I mentioned in the last episode even if I'm going back to the U.S. I think I want to keep doing the Tommy Room um, and that's going to be more in line with the uh, the theme that I talked about um, earlier where it's not going to be about me as much as like okay I'm going to be going back to, you know, Seattle. I might even stop by for vacation in Hungary before I go to Chicago, but then I'll talk about Hungary, perhaps an episode in Hungarian or a section Hungarian is warranted uh if I'm there and uh, talk about Chicago as well because uh I don't I don't think I have a lot of, lot of listeners from Chicago, so I'm sure y'all would be interested to know what that's like as well as like things about law school. So I'm hoping to continue to Tommy Room. Uh, fear not. It is, uh, I think it's here to stay. Any case, uh, let's cut to a little break and I'll be right back. All right, welcome back everyone. I wanted to talk about Christmas and New Year's here in Japan. Just re-recording this section because a little bit earlier I was interrupted by the town bell that signals uh, noon. So, um, yeah, here's the, yeah, take two. But uh, let's start off with Christmas. So the similarities, uh, I would say, between Christmas in Japan and, let's say, Christmas in the U.S. is, you know, Santa comes uh, with his sleigh. You have reindeers, um, and he puts the present under the Christmas tree. Um, You know, there's decorations like wreaths and Christmas lights um, and... Christmas lights here are called illumination, I believe. And some houses were actually pretty decked out in, like, Christmas lights. I think it was kind of like a all-or-nothing. Like, if you had Christmas lights, you, you went hard. Like, there were some really well-decorated houses. And then there were other houses that had virtually zero decorations. Um, I'm going to... Uh, you know, kind of tell on myself, but yeah, I didn't have any Christmas decorations really, so I, I wasn't very much in the spirit. But anyway, that's kind of the 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 process works the same, you know, where you got Santa, the presents are coming, um, the decorations and whatnot. So the differences, the first difference is the food. So I so you might have heard of this, but yes, in Japan they eat chicken, fried chicken, for for Christmas. In fact, KFC is very popular. Like you, I think we imported some. Some of the stores would import KFC onto the island. We don't have a KFC on the island. They would import KFC, and those buckets would be, you know, snapped up, you know, real quick. But yeah, fried chicken. Um, even if it's not KFC, that that stuff's all gone. Everyone's buying that. Um, yeah. So I thought that was uh, that was interesting because uh, I I don't actually don't know what other people in the U.S. really eat for Christmas, but I know that my family doesn't eat fried chicken. We have like I've had duck in the past, or like a, like a 
I think Christmas ham is, is popular for other people. Anyway, that was interesting. And the other interesting thing is Christmas cake. So cake is also very popular during Christmas. I don't, I feel like um, that's not a thing in America, um, at least not with my household. Like we would have gingerbread and whatnot. I don't, I never really heard of uh, a Christmas cake. I don't know if that's like in the in the zeitgeist or, and I just don't know it. But yeah, so Christmas cake and Christmas chicken are kind of big uh, food differences, I would say. And uh, I guess even if there is cake in the U.S. for Christmas, um, I wouldn't say it's like that big of a thing versus here in Japan, like, no, it's like that's kind of the tradition. Like you eat chicken and cake. So those are like the two two things that are kind of like almost like a must. Also, um, presents or present uh, in Japan, a lot of people were telling me that they only get one present. Uh, so I, uh, you know, I think in America, you know, there's a bunch of presents like in your stockings and under the tree and whatnot, versus here in Japan, you get one present. I do think though that like that one present is like a quote unquote big present. Like if I had to talk about my experience, I usually would have only like one bigger present sometimes too if you know i behaved that year but uh, other and then there'd be some smaller presents like a, a book um or like a, a piece of clothing or something like that and you know i'm not trying to say those are like oh small presents but if like we're let's, looking at kind of the dollar value of of the gifts there would be one kind of outlier is what i'm trying to say um, versus here in Japan, usually it, there's only one. And I think that that one present, though, is, is a kind of a, a well-thought-out one. Let's just say that. Finally, the uh, <laughs> I titled this The Vibe, but the vibe is different. The feeling is different. Um, because in the U.S., for example, you would celebrate Christmas with your family. It's a very kind of family-oriented um, holiday, right? And in Japan, it's not not that family-oriented. It's more of like a you go with your friends. It's more of like a party vibe um, and or being with your significant other uh, vibe rather than being with your family. So instead of, you know, for me on Christmas, it's always, okay, just family and it's just us gathering around the tree and whatnot. Um, here in Japan, it's like, no, there's, it's more of like a party or you gather, uh, you go out to dinner with your significant other, take them out to some nice fried chicken. Um, so yeah. And finally is, uh, Christmas isn't a real holiday here. And what I mean by that is you don't get a day off, right? Even though it's a holiday and people celebrate it, it's not a, I guess, national holiday. Whereas I think in the U S you get like both, christmas eve and christmas day off if those are not on weekends um so yeah no no free no free days off now shifting over to um new year's the similarities are that you know you're still going to have your countdown parties your your fireworks and um you know no secret it's also on the 31st there's uh i don't there's not like chinese new year's the i think they go it's the same calendar so um yeah it's that that kind of countdown fireworks on the on the 31st very much the same the difference is um again i put the vibe or the feeling um or rather who you celebrate with because i think it's kind of flipped so for new year's 
instead of, you know, in America, New Year's, I've spent the last couple of New Year's with my friends and, you know, we'd, we'd have a party and, you know, we'd have a good time, watch a bunch of movies, do the countdown, um, that kind of vibe. Versus here, New Year's is more of a time to be with your family. So um, a lot of my friends, I, I was in uh, Tokyo during this time, and I was like, hey, what are y'all doing? And they said, oh, well, I'm going to go spend some time with my grandpa or something like that. And uh, so it's that kind of a, a holiday or uh, that kind of a day here in Japan where, you know, on the, on the 31st, you go uh, visit your grandparents and whatnot, and it's more family-oriented. <clears throat> Essentially, there's less parties, and you're more just chilling at home. I talked to one of my uh, friends from work, and they said, yeah, I just stayed home, watched a movie, nothing special. Um, and the other alternative that you do is people go to shrines on New Year's. So the 31st and the 1st, um, I visited some shrines, but they were jam-packed, like very, there were a lot of people at those shrines. It's when you get kind of your your blessing for the new year and whatnot. So yeah, it's, uh, if if I had to compare the two together, Christmas and New Year's, it's almost like they're flipped in Japan where, you know, New Year's is more like a celebration party um, kind of atmosphere and less a family atmosphere like it would be in the U.S. And then New Year's is more of a family atmosphere versus in the U.S. I think it's more of a party atmosphere. And uh, this is just my own experience. Um, I don't know, maybe some Japanese people can refute me on this, but this is kind of the overwhelming uh, sense that I got um, from spending Christmas and New Year's over here. Uh, with that being said, uh, let's cut to the current event section. All right, welcome to the current event section. Um, as uh, as promised, uh, so today I wanted to talk about uh, some unfortunate. I wish it was a kind of a happier and more upbeat current event section to start off the uh, 2024 calendar year but it's uh, 2024 in Japan has been off to a rough start um, so the first thing that I want to talk about was an earthquake uh, this earthquake was 7.6 in magnitude it was quite severe this happened right on uh, New Year's Day um, so January 1st at about 4.10 local time here in Japan. And uh, it happened in Ishikawa Prefecture, um, and Suzu and Wajima towns were the hardest hit. Just to give you some context, I was in Tokyo, and uh, Ishikawa is kind of uh, more north, so it's on the kind of upper northern or western side of the island, whereas uh, Tokyo is kind of on the southern yeah so i i wasn't close to it um i thought i did feel some tremors but maybe that was just me or maybe it was a separate earthquake japan has a lot of just kind of smaller earthquakes that happen all around so but yeah so I, fortunately i i've um i was safe my my friends were safe um but yeah that's unfortunately the same can't be said for some other people uh 82 people at this point have lost their lives so far in this earthquake and many more remain trapped under the rubble uh, and um, I was 
watching when there is an earthquake there's usually a kind of 72 hour critical period where uh, after those 72 hours the chances of uh, finding someone alive kind of uh, drop fairly drastically uh, so hopefully more people get found and there are more survivors Right now, there are still about 30,000 people in shelters, and there's a lot of people with no water. Aid delivery is very difficult right now because of the terrain and roadblocks. So the earthquake kind of happened near a peninsula, and so a lot of coastal, um, small, windy roads. And so a lot of those were very much damaged, making kind of aid delivery um, virtually impossible. Um, not virtually impossible, but very difficult. I know it's being airlifted in, um, or the roads are being repaired as we speak. But yeah, that's just kind of added to, to the tragedy. In uh, 1981, there were kind of earthquake building standards introduced in Japan, but uh, these were kind of uh, the towns that I mentioned, Suzu and Wajima, which were the hardest hit, or very old towns where the population was quite elderly, and so either they didn't have the fun. Yeah, there's a lot of basically there's a lot of homes that were not renovated to meet these earthquake safety standards, and uh, a lot of buildings ended up collapsing, unfortunately. Uh, the problem is, or sadly, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, the you know the the year does not get any better because about um, 24 hours after that on uh, January 2nd uh, 2024 at about um, 6 p.m. local time in Japan uh, two planes crashed into each other and five people lost their lives um, this happened at Haneda Airport in Tokyo and uh, initially I found out about this uh, because my uh, my mother texted me because um, I was flying out of, uh, I flew out of Narita Airport, another airport uh, near Tokyo. Um, and uh, I flew out the same day and she texted me asking if I was okay because at that point there wasn't much information on, you know, when and which plane had, uh, had crashed. Um, and uh, fortunately I was at a different airport. And I realized that one of my friends actually was at Haneda. Uh, they were flying back to the U.S. that same day. But uh, fortunately, they were able to fly out about two hours before um, this crash happened. So basically, uh, what happened uh, when these two planes crashed, there's one uh, bigger, a JAL, so Japan Airlines, bigger passenger plane, and it was landing um, fortunately, everyone made it out of, out of uh, this bigger plane uh, safe, um, although it was a close call. Like, the entire plane um, ended up burning down. Uh, for a little bit, the captains didn't even realize um, that there was a problem until the flight attendants told them that, hey, there's uh, smoke coming out of the, the engines. And so the, uh, the plane that this uh, bigger JAL passenger plane crashed into was a smaller Coast Guard plane. Um, unfortunately, five out of the six people on board uh, lost their lives. Uh, the captain uh, did end up surviving. And uh, just kind of to add insult to injury, this plane was bound for Ishikawa Prefecture. It was a plane that was uh, intended to deliver supplies to the earthquake victims. So just even more, um, even more of a problem. Uh, apparently, 
the JAL flight was cleared to land. This was uh, apparent on the communications that were kind of uncovered after the accident. Um, but the Coast Guard plane was told to wait um, at a holding point. Uh, I, either they mistook where the holding point was or they didn't follow this order um, because, yeah, they crashed into each other on the runway. The captain of the surviving, uh, the surviving captain for the Coast Guard plane did say that they were cleared for takeoff, which is uh, odd because the transcript shows that they were told to wait. So, um, yeah, my uh, thoughts go out to all the, um, all the people who lost their lives and their families. Uh, it's really kind of a tough time. And um, I'm, I'm hoping that the year turns around, um, 2024 turns around, but it's, it's off to a, a rough start, um, first with an earthquake and a terrible accident after that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, <clears throat> hopefully I'm able to come back and report <laughs> on some uh, more uh, upbeat current events, but this has just kind of been the biggest and most prevalent stories in Japan. Um, so yeah, it's uh, very unfortunate, and uh, yeah, like I said, my uh, my thoughts go out to all the people and their families. So yeah, with that, let's cut to the closing section. Hello everyone, welcome back to the closing section. Uh, I apologize for having a sort of uh, gloomy first uh, current events of the year. Hopefully, the um, the next current events sections are more upbeat. Um, but yeah, these uh, two incidents have just been uh, very prevalent news here in Japan, so I, I thought that I would uh, kind of uh, inform you all as well. I have uh, two phrases for you all as the stats, well, not stat, word of the episode. Um, the first of which being, Yoi otoshio. This you would say before New Year's Eve, and it would mean kind of a good year to you, or I hope you have a good upcoming year. The second phrase is akete omedetou gozaimasu or akeome for short and you would say this after New Year's Eve kind of it means happy new year um with the connotation that the new year has begun. So for example, if you're at work and um you're leaving for vacation and you're not going to see your coworkers again, uh, before the new year, you would say yoyotoshio means like, hey, um, have a good. I hope you all have a good upcoming year. And then once you return to work, uh, the next year you would say, oh, akete omedetou gozaimasu, uh, which means like, oh, you know, happy new year, uh, kind of deal. Uh, when you say akete omedetou gozaimasu, you could also add at the end for a third phrase, I guess, um, kotoshi mo yoroshiku onegaishimasu, which means. Um, kind of pleasure to work with you uh, this year as well. Well, or let's keep working together this year. Your stat of the week is 22,970 yen. And this is kind of either a bonus or tax return I got um, during uh, right before the New Year's. I was just casually looking at my bank account extra found an extra 22,970 yen in there. I asked my supervisor and uh, he's like, yeah, um, tax return. I was like, oh, cool, great, <laughs> I'll take it. I'm not sure if it's a bonus or tax return, pretty sure it's a tax return, but yeah, 
um, good little boost to um, for the new year. In any case, thank you all for listening to the first episode of Season 2, the first episode of 2024. Please do consider subscribing if you're already subscribed. Uh, I love you. You're amazing. Um, but yeah, I'll be back in two weeks. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy 2024. Pera, spera, ad hasta. Oh.